0: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Let me head out to the Wade4.com hotline and bring on Deshawn Tate. For those of you who might not be familiar with Deshaun, as we mentioned early in the show, uh, he is the 92.9 The Game college basketball insider. The only person I know here at 92.9 that I can safely say watches more college basketball than me. And while we have been toiling away in the world of Super Bowl and NFL playoffs and spring training. Deshaun Tate dribble, dribble, shoot, shoot has been locked in on college hoops. Deshaun, how are you, my guy?
3: Outstanding. Thanks for asking. Much better now that we got that Super Bowl stuff out of the way.
2: Yeah, you, you, and the other uh, 132, whatever the number was that watched. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. You know. Did you? Let's just start here. Let's start here for all the nonsense. Did you at least watch the Super Bowl part of it? You're talking about the halftime
3: show? Uh, Whatever you want to
2: consider watching it, did you at least, (laughs) was it on your TV
3: at some point? I checked a little bit out of it. But, you know, I'll I'll, I'll say this last little part real quick before we move forward. As a Detroit Lions fan, I find uh, find myself trolling the 49ers fans a little bit saying, hey, if you went for it on fourth down, you might have won the game. (laughs) <laughs> possibly, possibly.
2: Situation's slightly different, but I understand. Uh, Alright, so Deshaun Tate, 9:29. of the game college basketball insider. Uh, let's start here. Uh, question one. With team number one, the number one team in the land is UConn, 23-2. and two. Uh, What's been the most impressive aspect of their season this year, coming off of what they did in national championship a year ago?
3: Oh, um, I think it's the fact that they just haven't really skipped a beat. Um, I think they've improved on both sides of the ball, um, and they're arguably a better team. I know some people, that, me included, that will probably put this team up against last year's team that won a national championship. And I think the other impressive part of it is when you're losing somebody like, a, you know, Adama Sanogo, Jordan Hawkins, Andre Jackson, guys that left off and went off to the league, and then, you know, you're bringing back guys like, a potential louder you pick like a Donovan clinging, he's only a sophomore Alex Carabane, another sophomore, but in order to win and cut down the nets, be the first team to do it since your Florida Gators did it in oh six zero seven you got to have some experience, and they have that with Tristan Newton, who's a fifth year senior and another fifth year senior in Cam Spencer. Um, the people around this market in Atlanta probably know the name Stefan Castle, uh, probably upset with me that I didn't name him first because he's probably got the highest you know potential for the next level on this team, a true freshman who's also a lottery pick. So I think that they have the size like the typical UConn. They played the right way. They're the national front runner for me anyways. And honestly, the tournament's probably not going to start until they lose, if they lose.
2: Yeah, it's been real interesting. Uh, Deshaun Tate joining us on the waitfor.com hotline, college basketball insider for us here at 929 The Game. I I really thought they were going to take a little bit of a step back because – of the situations you presented and some of the talent they lost, but uh, you are right, they have not. Now, another team that has been right up there with them all year long for the most part is Purdue, and they had an early exit from the tournament a year ago. And we all know about the big man in the middle, Zach Eady. Um, but to me, the real difference maker is at the guard position, Braden Smith. Uh, how has what he's been able to do this year? kind of changed the scope of the Boilermakers this season and kinda of put them right up there with UConn as one of the favorites to cut down the nets when all is said and done.
3: Yeah, I think it's um I think it's an extra added year of experience for him. You know, especially as a guy who's a, you know a sophomore on this team. He's added three more points three more points per game this year than last year, three more assists. 5% shooting better from 3 4% shooting better from the field. Some of those little things, you know, and it's not just about him. He and Purdue just in general, they have this system, this scheme that they have put in place by head coach uh, Matt Painter. They're just fundamentally sound. They're basic basketball. You know, the way that this thing was, you know, uh, established back in, you know, 1891, December 1st, Springfield, Massachusetts, Dr. James Naismith type of thing. They just play the right way. It kind of reminds you a lot of probably Virginia. Remember what they went through when they lost to a 16th seed? We're just seeing Purdue coming off the exact same thing. I know they kind of want to have that same similar story, but, you know, the, 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 the offensive sets as a team, the defense has been better. They've got an amazing, I'm talking about probably the best, Uh, resume. They beat a number one team in Arizona. They've taken down Marquette, who's a top five team. There's so many other variables to it, but they get out after loose balls. They create second chance points, and uh, he's a big part of that. You know, he scored 19 points in three of the last five games. He put up 26 against that Arizona team that was number one, and it's not just him. It's Fletcher Lawyer, who's also a sophomore. Uh, Mason Gillis, who's a senior. I think the biggest issue for them, if anything, is probably the lack of depth the experience, obviously, and if we're just being honest, they're going to be considered untrustworthy, much like Gonzaga had been over the course of the last handful of years or so.
2: At Tate's Take Hoops on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, Uh, but right now on the waitfor.com hotline with us here, it is Abe Gordon, 92.9 The Game tonight, chatting a little college basketball, and Deshaun, let's talk about some of the teams that we are a little more attuned to here Locally, and one of them being UGA. Now, at one point, Georgia had won 12 of 14. Their only (laughs) losses in that span, I know it seems like a whole nother year, their only losses (laughs) in that span were to Tennessee and Kentucky. Um, But since then, things have gone south, five straight losses. So what's gone wrong in Athens recently? Call from mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
3: I think during that span of which they went on that run, I call them Betty Crocker and Sarah Lee, Duncan Hines-type teams that they were beating. Check this out. Winthrop, Mercer, High Point, Mount St. Mary's, North Florida, Alabama, A&M, those teams aren't cutting it. Those are games that typically Georgia are expected to win, even if it is Georgia basketball we're talking about. I think the main thing for them is just, you know, kind of, there's a satisfaction with just being more competitive. I think they're still trying to kind of establish a culture uh, to a degree. Um, They've got some single digit losses in there as well that, that I think that is a step for them in the right direction. They're trending upward. Um, You know, Tennessee was a, a single digit loss. I know people don't like to talk about moral victories, but you know, number 10, you know, Kentucky was one of them on the road. They played Florida, which I know is a, a big rival, uh, you know, and that, that went into overtime, Alabama. And they split the series with a South Carolina team who only has like three or four losses on the season, plus the Arkansas team by three. There, there, there's some positivity and some optimism in there. Um, but, you know, I think that Mike White is certainly the right hire and the ideal hire for this team so far anyways. And they got some studs in uh, Jabria Abdurrahim and RJ Melendez who came over from Illinois. It's just going to take time. And if you have time, then I think that uh, it's something worth investing into potentially. But if you don't, and I understand why as well to a degree, um, then this might not be the season that you want to watch.
2: And, and so as we move closer here, Deshaun to, to our Midtown studios, uh, the Kia studios here on two nine, the game uh, Georgia tech, not to be outdone by the, the bulldogs there uh, Georgia tech's only won two of their last 13 games. So, How does Damon Stoudemire get this thing turned around, moving in the right direction?
3: Yeah, two of those 13 is probably against the Blue Bloods right up there in North Carolina, Duke and North uh, North Carolina. But, you know, you're looking for Georgia Tech. You're probably going to find him at the bottom, obviously. But I think he needs a little bit of time to recruit his type of guy. Uh, uh, Until that happens, I think you utilize the hell out of the transfer portal. Um, but, you know, and, and I understand the aspect of trying, which I think Josh pastor was trying to do, you know, you know, recruiting the student athletes that fit the Georgia tech brand and all of that, but winning basketball games certainly plays a part in a lot of this. Uh, I think they need to reestablish the culture and return some of those former alums. They got some good ones. The Joshua O'Koges and the Jose Alvarado's Chris Bosh and Jared Jack, all these guys, Kenny Anderson, 3d. Bring some of these guys back and 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 try to reestablish a culture there. But I think they got some decent pieces over there already. Between uh, Nathan George, who's a true freshman, I really like him a lot. Um, and uh, I I I I really think that Damon Stoudemire, according to talking to him at ACC Media Day back in October, um, outside of Miles Kelly, who I think is the ideal more ideal third option for them right now, he's number one. Safara Gopre. Is uh, He says he's one of the most talented players that he's ever seen. This is Damon Stoudemire now, NBA Mighty Mouse Damon Stoudemire. That guy's a transfer from UMass, and they haven't gotten anything remotely close out of Gapare, um, you know, to be able to, you know, give them a push for the tournament. They're definitely going to have to win the conference tournament if they were looking for a bid.
2: Deshaun Tate joining me here on the waitfor.com hotline. It's 92.9 The Game Tonight. Abe Gordon here hosting until 10 o'clock. Deshaun, let's go big picture here as, as we're well, you know five weeks and change away from Selection Sunday, uh, somewhere around that timeline. But uh, right now, when you take a look at the unranked teams, uh, who is the team that you're keeping your eye on? Uh, and maybe you or see them setting up uh, for a run come tournament time, even if they get ranked by then.
3: I think it's it's probably about three teams, at least in the power five anyways. I think Texas A&M can propose a problem in the SEC and even beyond. Maybe going into the tournament, I imagine they would get a bid. Uh, TCU is another one of those teams, one of the better teams out of Texas, not named Houston. Jamie Dixon obviously doing a good job. I can see them going on a run. Uh, and how about your Florida Gators, who I think has been playing some of the best brand of basketball uh, in quite some time that we've seen. from a consistency standpoint, but just two conferences I want you guys to take a look at that I think could be very competitive with some teams coming out of there. In Atlantic 10, you've got the Richmond Spiders. You've got George Mason. I know it's not 2006, but – and and then you've got, you know, Loyola, Illinois, Chicago. You know, the Loyola is back all over again, uh, and they do a great job. And you can certainly find someone somewhere in this really deep Mountain West Conference. I know we talk a lot about the Power Fives. Big 12 is at the top in in the country. Obviously, the Big East. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that the Mountain West, between those teams, use your phone, go and look it up. Those teams within the top six or seven teams, any of those I think could certainly make a run with the right matchups in March. To be able to make a run to the Sweet 16, I'm going to almost get ready to book that here myself in the next few weeks before Selection Sunday.
2: Final question, to Sean. I, I wanted to ask you that one to, to maybe ask you this one. I didn't know if you would go there yourself or if I had to lead it this way. But uh, Amir Abdur Rahim in, in his first season at South Florida is doing some pretty incredible things. W- what can you say about the job he's done uh, as a new head man with the Bulls in year one?
3: Dude, <laughs> phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I don't think it's shocking to anybody, anybody that paid attention last year and the years prior to uh, Kennesaw State. But, you know, we just finished talking about that Loyola team that's definitely uh, climbing up a little bit. Got a win over them earlier this year. Florida State, while they may be having more of a down year, that's a big win for uh, USF. And then how about Memphis? Memphis was ranked number 10 at the time, and they went in there and got a win. Chris Youngblood follows Adir Rahim over. Uh, from Kennesaw State, which I think was really big for them and and what they wanted to do. And uh, those Florida teams, dude, I mean, listen, last year it was Miami in the Final Four, Florida Atlantic in the Final Four. This year some of those taking a step back. Now we're talking about potentially the Gators all over again, maybe. Um, And then now South Florida, Central Florida has big wins. Kansas came in and ended up walking away with a loss. Central Florida's got some big wins, too. The state of Florida's uh, putting in some work, and a big reason behind why that is is because of Durr Raheem.
2: Deshaun, as we head towards March, we will continue to discuss college basketball with you, but that's a nice little primer for what we've missed so far, but we will uh, continue to break it down over the next couple of weeks. Appreciate your time, as always. All
0: good, man. Thanks for having me